Welcome to Super Talk, the podcast that scratches your superhero itch. Just two suburban dads nerding out over superhero stuff on the small screen and the big. Buckle up, people. Enjoy the ride. Welcome to Super Talk, the weekly podcast dedicated to news and reviews of comic book media on the big and small screen. This is episode number 55. I'm your host, Brian Professor Pettis, and with me, as always, is my illustrious co-host, Titanium Tony Estrella. Titanium? Professor, take us to school. Funny funny, uh, story, number 55 was my uh, high school football number. Yeah, you were 55? I was double nickel. Double nickel. Double nickel. Linebacker, middle linebacker, outside linebacker, you know. So this is a special episode for you. I mean, not to brag, but in high school, I was kind of a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, Did you have one of those uh, neck things? I did. So you were a hitter. I did. I did have a neck roll. Like if you don't, if you wear the neck roll and... You don't blow people up. You're kind of like a douche then. Oh, I time, blew right? people up. Right. Yeah. Absolutely blew people up. Yeah, yeah. I think that's why they had me on the team because yeah. I was fearless. <laughs> Just and it throw, could be, throw your helmet into any situation. You know, the concussions. Who knows? <laughs> that's right. I'm sure. I mean, I, I, I remember playing football and you know, getting up a few times and seeing stars. And I'm like, man, I wonder how many concussions I had as a kid. I swear to God. Well, I, I blame that on a lot of my issues that I have now, you know? Yeah. Well, so. that, that's why the show's so great, right? <laughs> yeah. My concussions as a young buck. Right. Yeah. Well, hey, I want to give you another opportunity to uh, throw out another promotion for our upcoming Comic-Con show in yeah. March. So give the audience a little bit of Man, we're super excited about this, people. It's uh, March 5th. At uh, the Dulles Expo Center in Chantilly, Virginia, uh, we were awarded a table there. So we're going to have a table. We're going to have a Super Talk table. We're going to have some swag. We got to have swag, right? So um, I got a couple of things on order, uh, a couple of things not on order, um, but we'll see. Hopefully everything comes in by March 5th. March 5th uh, at the Dulles Expo Center in Chantilly, Virginia. Come on out, support the show, say hello, grab a sticker, and uh, hopefully we're going to do a, a live show there and, and take some questions from the audience. Now, we better be on our A game because you know this audience is full of Man. geeks, nerds, comic book enthusiasts. I'm, I'm, I'm a little nervous. I'm a little nervous, too. <laughs> so, I mean, we're going to get that. some serious exactly. questions, you exactly. know? Okay. Exactly. So, But that'll be fun. You know, and, and again, this is something that's been a long time coming. Uh, it's been a late, delayed a couple of times. I know they're, um, the, the people who are putting the show on are really excited. It's going to be... Instead of having one big two-day show, they're doing like two smaller shows. In March and, and August, yeah. Yeah, and um, they did it, I think, in Fredericksburg recently okay. and, and uh, had some really good success with that. So well, that's it, great. it should be fun, yeah. Uh, and we also want to uh, thank our patrons. These are the listeners that bring the show to you. Patreon.com slash Supertalk is how you join and become a patron. Uh, it's a dollar an episode. It's all you have to donate, and you become a patron of the show. We'll send you a thank you card and a sticker and and some swag, and we really appreciate those of you out there who've uh, supported the show directly. Yeah, absolutely. A dollar uh, for something that's good for you instead of, you know, it costs more than that to buy a latte these days, and that's not well, good for you. Many more times than that. Yeah, right, that's yeah. not good for you. That's like a quarter of a latte. This is much healthier. <laughs> right, exactly. All right, well, let's jump right into it. We'll get into uh, the review section this week. Um, we've got Peacemaker Episode 5 dropped uh, wow. this week. And, and and again, I mean, um, just the, the show itself is really continuing to demonstrate why James Gunn has really hit a home run with this character and, and the plot, right? The guru of geeks. Yeah. I mean, he is uh, the Monkey Dory is the name of the episode. Oh, Hilarious. Monkey Dory. He is, uh, he keeps, the punches just keep coming. I mean, he is just on 
point yeah. with each episode and the, his character development and how he started with basically Peacemaker being a total douchebag and now he's kind of softening him up a little bit and the character arc is brilliant. Brilliant. Well, this, and this, his douchebaggery was on full display this week. I <laughs> mean, is that a new word? Oh, you know, douchebaggery? Yeah, well, the, uh, you know, <laughs> he was getting, you know, Leota's trying to soften him up a little bit too and say, you know, he doesn't like being called Diebeard all the time, you know, and he, he just keeps calling... Um, uh, what's the guy's name? Economist. Uh, economist. Uh, Diebeard. 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 <laughs> and he's like, he doesn't like it. It doesn't make him feel good. You know, if you just stop doing that kind of stuff. And she's like, it's just locker room humor. <laughs> yeah, he's so inappropriate. Oh, he was talking about the the nicknames he had for guys in high school, and it was all based on what their dicks looked like yeah. in, in the locker room. He's yeah. like, he, one guy was, uh, was it Prince Charming? Prince Charming, and he said, "Oh, it's because his dick looked like a scepter." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it did. It did look like a- awful. Yeah. I yeah. mean, just but James Gunn, that banter is. I would say um, Quentin Tarantino. You know how Quentin Very Tarantino yeah. has that banter between characters in all of his movies. I, James Gunn's right there, but I think I think James Gunn has more of a pop culture reference. Like he has more of today's pop culture than Quentin Tarantino did. Well, and he and there was one part of the show which we saw in 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 the episode this week as well as in the post credit scene where he completely gave John Cena the ability to you know freeform. Uh, the, oh yeah, he, when he was he was complaining to economists, he's like because they framed his father yeah. for what he did. He says. Why'd you frame my dad? You could have framed anybody. He goes, I didn't have anybody else to choose from. Like who? And then he went through this laundry list of celebrities. It was improv on John Cena's part. It was improv on James Gunn. At the moment they were recording, he was throwing names out. And some of it was scripted. But man, that was hilarious. Ariana Grande. You know, James... James James uh, James Wood. My favorite was the the Red Tiger from Voltron. <laughs> <laughs> he just started listing all of these celebrities off, and he's like, "Okay, I may may have been able." The only one I don't agree with is Ariana Grande. Nobody would believe that she, she was, looks too innocent. She looks too innocent. He goes, I, t- "I agree with you there." <laughs> that was so funny. He just that was great. Started rattling and it off. Was, names. It made the end credit scene too. Oh, an it, extended version. of Oh, that. it was hysterical. Yeah. Uh, but the the main part of the episode, the the what the episode dealt with this week was. They at the end of last episode they had discovered this factory, a beverage factory, a beverage company that they believed was responsible for creating the food source for all the butterflies. Um, and they're getting this food source from somewhere, and they believe they found the factory that's making the food. Well, that's getting the food and bottling it. I don't right. know where the food is coming from. They haven't quite got into that yet. But we did but see the bottling. We did see the operation. bottling. It's a huge factory, and it's yeah. full of. Uh, butterflies, right? Yeah. Well, they walk in there and they see, you know, she's, you know, uh, Harcourt says, you know, there's like thousands of crates of this stuff in here. I think we found the mother load and they basically discovered it. And then they also discovered that everybody working there was a butterfly. Right. And they're discovered and found out and then they're chased through the factory. Uh, one of the things, again, hysterical, John Cena comes to the factory, like two of them are going to go in through the back and two of them are going to go in through the front. And Leota and, John, and and Peacemaker walk in the front, and he puts on his helmet, and it's his X-ray vision helmet, and he says, you know, activate X-ray vision. And, you know, they, she walks up to the receptionist, and she's like, I, I just have to ask you a couple questions. And boom, he, like, blows her face off. And and she's like, I thought we were going to take this easy. And he goes, he goes, 
X-ray vision. She's a butterfly. And then he just starts shooting everybody in the face because he can see the butterfly in their inside head. Inside their brain. Inside yeah. their brain. So he knows who's Brilliant. a butterfly. So he's just basically blowing everybody's face off. What a throwback to like that old movie with a Rowdy Roddy Piper. What was it called? Uh, Living Dead or I can't remember the name. I of know it. what you're talking about, you but remember, I can't he, remember the name. He of had it. the yes. glasses yeah. that could see who the aliens were. Yeah. And he walks into the bank and he's like, I've come here to kick ass and chew bubble gum and I'm all out of bubble gum. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. I, I'll, put it, I'll put it at the bottom of the screen for YouTubers yeah. what the movie was. I can't remember. I, I do remember that though. When awesome. He, he made that movie. But yeah, so they're in this factory. They're getting chased now. Again, they're running from like, you know, the butterflies, uh, have superhuman strength and agility and speed and all this other. So they're running from them and, and locking themselves behind closed doors and Harcourt and vigilante lock themselves behind this big metal door. And then they find out computer equipment and all kinds of tech. Yeah. Computer stuff everywhere. And they're like, Oh my gosh, where are we? And then they hear this growl and they're like, Oh my God, what's happened. And we find out there's a gorilla. Yeah. So I think in episode one or two, there was some story that was on the news about right. a gorilla had escaped and from a, a local paper, zoo. And in a paper, we saw a paper that a gorilla had escaped from a local zoo. Yeah. Right. And I guess a butterfly. Had, Charlie it, the gorilla was Charlie the gorilla. Because they were saying, some of the butterflies were telling John Cena, like, you know, our friends are trapped. Where are they? They're, they're, they're with Charlie. Yeah, he's our guardian he's angel. He's our guardian angel. Yeah. And they're like, oh, my God. Well, a lot of people speculate that that was a grood. Uh, what's Gorilla Grodd? Gorilla Grodd? No. Okay, give the audience a little bit about who Gorilla Grodd is. Well, he's a a, a character from the DC Comics. Right. Um, he is a a gorilla who has a uh, Flash villain, right? He's is in the Flash comments, okay. right? Comics, right? And he's a a gorilla who has telepathy. Basically, he can read minds and and control people's minds and things like that. But it's a gorilla, and it's that's what makes it kind of funny. But um, he's super smart too, right? Oh yeah, incredibly intelligent and. Uh, He's uh, been featured in the Flash television show, show several times, but yeah, different, completely different character. I think they just were kind of using the the gorilla as a lot as of people were speculating relief. that that was it, but it's not. It's, no, it's no, it had no. nothing to do. Yeah, but uh, eventually now they're still trapped. They're trapped in this room with this gorilla now, and um, uh, John Cena. <laughs> we saw this in the trailer for the episode. He he said he pulls something out of his backpack, and it, and she's like, "What is that? It's a grenade tied to a Russian tank tank shell." <laughs> And, and she's like, have you used it before? He goes, no, I just put it together this morning. And he's, he, she's like, why? He goes, a grenade bl- blows up two people. This is going to blow up way more. <laughs> and it just completely, like, the, all the butterflies are trying to knock this door down. There's like, you know, 40 of them over there. And he throws it at them, and it just completely blows up yeah, the entire like factory. 30 of them. <laughs> They're all just, like, devastated. Well, they get into the room, and the gorilla is just wrecking house. He yeah. is just... I mean, he's getting shot a few times, but every time somebody starts shooting him, he just throws him across the room. John Cena jumps on his back and is trying to do stuff. And then eventually, Economist comes in with a chainsaw oh. and just completely shreds him from Classic the inside. Scene. With And Vigilante was pissed. He's upset. Because before they went into the into the factory, they're all getting their weapons together, and he grabs the chainsaw, and Harcourt's like, absolutely not. No way you're bringing that in there. We don't need a chainsaw. And he goes, oh, come on. It would be really cool. And then when Economist did it, he goes, damn it, I knew that was going to be really cool. I was like, just, you think he's like, like after me or he's like making fun of me or something? Because yeah. I'm just talking about how I wanted to kill somebody with a chainsaw. <laughs> and here he goes and does it. Well, and it was kind of a, a you know, a quote-unquote victory for the team and then yeah. we saw on the ride back they're all covered in 
gorilla blood and they're sitting in the back of the truck and and they're playing um music from i can't remember the name of the band uh that they hanoi hanoi rock hanoi rocks yeah yeah and and, yeah and and that's the name of the band is another first ever hair band yeah old school and it's you know that you know both economist has a tattoo on his arm from their best song from their best song and, and you know and and they're like, who's Hanoi Rocks? And, and you know, John Cena's like, only the greatest hair metal band ever. You know? <laughs> <laughs> He's so funny. They're playing this song, and they're all, like, bonding and everything Huge else. bonding moment. Yeah. Huge and- breakthrough between... Um, peacemaker and economist who they have been butting heads and hate each other forever and ever. They have that. Now they have this common bond and the character development there was brilliant. The way he tied those two together and make them a team at this point. And even Harcourt sees she's softening a little bit. She's smiling and she's like, you know, taking pictures of everybody and she posts the picture of them all on some private, you know, chat room or something that they're all in and, and they're all commenting on their phones. What a great picture, great day and everything else. So they're all like really super happy and you can see the team kind of coming together and feeling like they're working. It was a big moment. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the other, another subplot in this episode was, um, Augie Smith, who's uh, Peacemaker's father, is in prison, and he's convinced he can clear his name. And he's like, you just need to take my fingerprints. They're not going to match the fingerprints you found. Yeah, the white dragon. Right. right. And uh, uh, the, the the two detectives from the police force you know, take his fingerprints, and she keeps her own copy, and then they send him off to the lab. And then she compares the fingerprints that they have to the ones that he gave. And they're like, it's not the right person. Let's go talk to the witnesses. And they find the couple in the apartment building. And they crack. That they paid off to keep quiet and say it was Augie. And, yeah, they're like, oh, he made us do it. (laughs) And, and, you know, uh, the wife who ended up sleeping with Peacemaker and Vigilante said, oh, you're such a pussy. You know, it's so funny. (laughs) Um, But eventually she's like, okay, we've got him nailed. We've got to go pick up Peacemaker now. And she goes back to her office. And there had been a meeting earlier in the episode with Muren and some new guy. that we we know Muren is a butterfly. Right. Right. But he had met with some guy that he had right. brought in, and he said, "Hey, I need your help with something. You need to take care of something." Right. And then the detective goes back, and the new chief of police or the captain, police captain, is now this guy that Muren had put in place. And they were dragging Augie back to his cell. You're not getting out of here now. The the prince came back from the lab, and they match. Oh, you guys are all corrupt and everything else. Yeah. And the the police captain's like, you know, detective, you need to take a couple days off. Everything's taken care of here. Yeah. So obviously, Muren had. Kind of knew this was going to happen. Right. And he did something to kind of take care of it, right? Yeah. So so he's still in prison. The right. white dragon is Peacemaker's father, who is a white supremacist supervillain called the the white dragon. And uh, he was he was trying to get out. He came close, Yeah, too. he was basically was on the twist. Ver- they had come back to release him. And they're like, are we really going to let this guy out of jail? He's like, terrible dude. Right. And you're like, yeah, but we have to clear him of these crimes, right? right. I mean, we have to let him out. And... They were putting him back in his cell, and that's when the the captain's like, "Oh no!" And she was he was saying to the detective, "Do you have some advanced degree in in forensics now that I'm not aware of? Is that something that you a specialty that you kept from us? You know that is this snarky? Some, yeah, yeah. James Gunn snarky, right? Exactly. So that <clears throat> you know, Augie's still in jail. He didn't get out, so that's still happening. And then um, at the end of the episode, uh, we see. Leota come back to the office and Muren's in there. Kind After of, drinks with Peacemaker at yeah. his place. And she, I still don't know what the diary is all about. Like, like well, I, I her think, mom wanted her to hide the diary back in I his I think they place. stole it from him. They stole it from him. And, now and then want- she had to put it back. Oh, I so see. So I, I okay. think, I think um, 
yes, her mom had taken the diary from Peacemaker, taken it from his trailer, and she needed him needed her to put it back in the trailer Got because it. she had you know you know she's like I st- he if he's looking for it and can't find it then he's gonna know that we have this right and I think that that's how they know everything about him and Got learned it. everything about him so she puts it back and and you know she's having drinks there and he ma- oh my god that was also so funny he makes her some drink what did he say it was it was gin um Jim paprika so it was so, and, 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 yak, and yak butter. Yak butter. Well, I'm all out of yak butter, but I have regular butter. And she drinks it. And she, he's like, like awful. It was ass. Tastes like ass Ugh. is what she said. Can we just have a beer? That's funny. <laughs> it was, but they were kind of talking and bonding a little bit. And uh, but then she goes back to the office after that meeting. And meets with uh, with Mjern, and he's doing finishing up some paperwork, and she sees Peacemaker's uh, X-ray vision helmet sitting on the desk there, and she puts it on. She's like, "Whoa, this is so cool!" And yeah. then she looks at Mjern and sees the butterfly in her in his head, and she freaks, freaks out, out, runs out of the office, you know, grabs her gun, runs out of the office, and he jumps on top of her, points his gun at her, and then the episode ends. Yeah, so. Yeah. Cliffhanger, yeah, big cliffhanger, another, another cliffhanger. Right? So we got wh- how many more we got, Professor? I think. Well, that's fine. I think we have three more, right? Three more, right? right? Yeah, yeah, there's eight episodes total, so we have three more, which puts us mid February. Right. I I wish there were more. I yeah, really do. We're, we're going to be starved there... for content between. No, that and, we'll and, be fine. I'm yeah. sure something will happen. Well, let's see. Well, yeah. we'll, we'll hopefully. But that's what a great show. If you haven't started watching it. It really is. And I, you know, people that I know that are watching it, you know, always comment to me about how crazy it is, how yeah. graphic it is, how, you know, much fun it is to, well, each to see. Each episode is not slow. There's no filler episodes. It keeps moving the narrative and the story forward with each episode. And you find out something new and a twist in every episode. I think that's the key these days, you know, to holding people's attention, especially on these streaming shows. Well, so. and I think, you know, like an eight episode run is a good amount. You don't feel like you have to extend the story out so long. You can get something accomplished in eight episodes where, you know, 13, 14 episodes, it's like, holy crap, you know, yeah. it just takes forever to get anywhere. But Good yeah, stuff. Um, it's been great. We're going to keep reviewing it every week. So uh, we'll yeah. look forward I'm to next looking week. forward to episode six. All right. Well, let's jump into the news section this week. Uh, a few things that we need to talk through. Uh, so you saw something about uh, the Abomination in the She-Hulk series, right? Yeah, the Abomination in, in the She-Hulk series uh, will be will will have a his human form in that series. So the the actor Tim Roth that plays the Abomination will be Tim Roth. Uh, in, so you know, Emil Blonsky, the character, will be in his human form. Right. We may see the Abomination. But you have a theory, a brilliant theory, actually. I never yeah, thought well, of you it. Know, the, the fact that She-Hulk, what we've been told about the series, is that it's going to be kind of like a courtroom comedy. comedy yeah. Right? And and we know that that uh, Jennifer Walters, who is the She-Hulk character, is a, a lawyer. Mm-hmm. She just happens to be you know seven feet tall and green. But she's a lawyer. Well, not at first, yeah. But, well, we'll yeah. see how that happens in the show, right? That's something that we're looking I'm hoping to. that she transitions from from the the small little... well let's not use pronouns but oh different kind of transition yeah transition <laughs> into the she-hulk from her regular size and I think she's like four nine or she's five not a feet. She's tall not person tall. anyway the actress isn't very tall either no. I forget her name yeah great actress was in uh, uh orphan black don't Donna. know I don't yeah. know I forget her name anyway uh but you know and that that's kind of something I'm interested in seeing how this is going to work because in the comic books she doesn't change between human form and Hulk form. Right, she is a seven foot tall green, green woman 
all the time. Lawyer, yeah. Right? Once she transforms, she stayed that way. Stayed that way, right? Yeah. When she got the... They're not going to do that in this show, I guarantee you. That that CGI, I mean, when you had a main character that's CGI 24-7, right. that it gets expensive real quick. Right. So I'm right. hoping that they could go back and forth. Yeah, we'll see, I, we'll see what happens. But that'll be very interesting because, yeah. again, in the comic book, she's always tall and green. I mean, that's she just... Well, we got that clip that. where she's in this containment cell and the Hulk is outside of the containment cell saying, you know, and she's wearing a bike helmet, I think. It's hilarious. And he goes, well, you know, sometimes anger triggers, uh, you know, he's like trying to tell emotions, her emotions right? trigger something. Yeah. And she's like, huh? So yeah. I, I hope she goes back and forth, but we'll see. Yeah, how. We'll see how that works. Right. And but what's uh, your theory on? Well, again, off? we were talking about it being a courtroom comedy is what we've been told. Um, it's possible, and we saw the abomination in the Shang-Chi movie. Yeah. And so he's working with, we know Wong at least, but he's kind of, you know, we, we had some theories that General Ross was kind of keeping him on the side right. and who knows what he was doing with them and all these other things. But it's possible that he's going to be on trial for wrecking New York City. And maybe he's either being represented by or defended by Jennifer Walters. Uh, uh, who knows? He could brilliant. be. Or, no, I like that yeah, storyline. That's a good. That that's maybe a good he's, angle. He's he's that's why he's in human form. And Very good. It, you know, yeah. So maybe something triggers him at some point in time, and he changes. <laughs> who knows? We'll we'll see that. But yeah, I, I I think that series, and again, that I think we're expecting that in the April May time frame, yeah. right? Yeah, right, I mean, kind of after Moon Knight. I think that after that, Moon Knight, I yeah. think that will be the next one that they launch. Yeah, yeah because I hear. Miss Marvel again is still doing reshoots. Yeah, I, I think, think that's late summer now. I, I, if if not fall. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm starting to believe that you were 100 percent right. Um, I think instead of the, you know, the, the kind of power that she has, where it's kind of like this translucent power rays. I think they're going to be the embigging, like the enlarging. Or maybe of, they're trying to go back to that now. Maybe they're trying to go back to that. Yeah, who that knows? might be a theory. Oh, so many reshoots. Makes me nervous about the show. It tells me that it's not stable and they don't like the way it turned out. Yeah, I don't think they like the first And it's a huge show. It's the first like kind of Middle Eastern super Female Middle Eastern teenager. They got to get right? it right. Yeah. They have to get this right. Right. Yeah. So, I, you know, we'll see where that goes. I, what I'm disappointed in and and I hope that they don't continue with this. We've kind of seen Disney um shuffle the Disney Plus series between the Star Wars series and the um Marvel series. So we had Hawkeye and then right after Hawkeye ended, we got the Book of Boba Fett and then Moon Knight's not starting until March when the Book of Boba Fett will be done. And then we know I think we're going to very soon going to get a trailer for the um Obi-Wan Kenobi series, yeah. which is coming to Disney Plus. I'm hoping that when Moon Knight finishes, they don't put that one on and delay the She Hulk series until that one's over. Oh, that would I suck. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, but you're right. I think they might be doing that, and oh. it really would suck if they do. I don't I haven't heard much about the Obi-Wan. Besides Ewan McGregor coming out and saying that we're gonna blow fans' minds with this series. Yeah. He did make that statement in social media. Well, we but, know that one's coming this year. We know the yeah. Ashoka series is coming uh later this year as well. And we also know that the Mandalorian season three is coming later this year as well. So yeah. again, I would, or is it season two Mandalorian? Uh, I would be very um, upset if they're like kind of staggering them that way, because we were always promised that these series would kind of follow along with each other and, yeah. and you know, within a week or two. And anyway, what we know is coming this year from, again, we're just, because we don't have dates. We're just projecting. We know Moon Knight's coming March 30th. We know that date for sure. Right. We were anticipating that She-Hulk will come right after that. We are anticipating that potentially now Secret Invasion is the one that, that follows that because that's in the middle of shooting right now. We've gotten some um, 
clips, behind the scene clips of them filming in London. They're filming in London, right? Yeah. And so that Emily Clark has been seen em, on the streets. Yeah. Yep. Amelia Clark with Amelia Clark. Sorry. Yeah. With um with Nick Fury yep. and Agent um, Hill Hill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They've been and Ben Mendelsohn. And we've seen all of them in, in London filming. So we know that one's coming. And we think that that may be now before Ms. Marvel. Uh, we know what if season two is coming. We know the I Am Groot uh, series is coming. Yeah. So like when is this all? Ha- Literally give us just give us dates. Yeah. And maybe that's. They can't, and maybe yeah. that's why. Ah, oh, it's so frustrating. It is. Yeah, yeah. The time we'll, we'll yeah. figure it out though. The season, right? Yeah. Um, so you also sent me something the other day too. Uh, Ezra Miller, explain to me what's going on. Okay, so he went to social media. Ezra Miller, as you know, plays the the Flash in the Justice League, the Snyder version of the Flash, and he's coming out with his own movie, The Flash, uh, which we speculate will be <laughs> the what's the Flash first? No. Um, what's it called? The Flashpoint? Flashpoint. We think it'll somewhat resemble the Flashpoint comic book line. Where he goes back in time, saves his mom from being killed. Multiple flashes show up from different... Multiverse and all this Yeah, multiverse flashes show up. And we think it's going to very similar, kind of go on that same trail. Um, But he takes to social media with the flash ring on and threatens the KKK in North Carolina in a cute way. I'm coming after you. Yeah, he's like, just kill yourselves with your own guns or we can do it for you. Bye. I mean, it it was bizarre. He's a nut job. Yeah, he, I mean, Bullville, Blueville, North Carolina, apparently the KKK there is doing something. Uh, I don't know. I'm not interested and don't want to know. But, uh, you know, it was just a very bizarre statement. And he's that kind of loose gun. You know, we've talked about this before, about future castings with um, Shia LaBeouf. Maybe he could be the next Wolverine. But then you get this. You get his off-screen antics that are just bizarre. Now, granted, DC kind of put their arms around him and kind of like, put him up on a pedestal saying, you're the greatest, you're the best superhero ever, taking on the KKK, and, and the fans kind of did the same thing. So it's just weird. I mean, you know, hey, yeah, I'm not a fan of the KKK. I, I, I agree with him, but to do that in um, on a movie kind of way, to He's, promote your movie is a little weird. I've, I, I never understood that casting quite. I mean, No, 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 he was, be honest. You don't like him. I know. I've, you don't I've never want been a him as fan. your Flash. He's no. one of your top superheroes, right? And they cast a wacko to do it, right? I, and, I, we, and what I, we've I, and, and what we've seen from him in, in social media. He's a media. great actor. He's a great actor, and and when he's in the Harry Potter and what's the new ones called the the Fantastic Beasts, the Fantastic Beasts, and he plays a big role in that. He's great. I mean, he's fantastic in those. But to be the Flash, it's a miscast. Well, and I think um, there's there's a lot of people in Hollywood that are very socially active, right? You know, they're they're activists on social media. Go for it, and great. You know what? Have a cause, stand for no it. Question. You know, th- there's a lot of people that do that. You know, um, and I'm you know. Stand for what you believe in. That's what I'll say. You know, Don Cheadle's a, a, a perfect example. He is a very socially active person and and is really, really open about how he feels about government and, you know, how people's rights and things like that. But, you know, he doesn't let that kind of 
affect his job, well, right? Evangeline Lilly just came out and she she says, my choice, my body, my choice. She's not an anti-vaxxer, but she made a public statement and, and, and uh, she is the Wasp. And Ant-Man and the Wasp, she plays the Wasp. She plays a superhero. Oh, she lobbied in, in, in Congress. Wasn't she up there lobbying in, in front of Congress for... Very active in social. She, she feels like it should be somebody's choice to put something in their body. It should be somebody's choice. And, and that's not Hollywood right now. So she got kind of attacked and a lot of people are calling for a new recasting of the wasp which is not going to happen but uh, you know that that's fine but he the way he did this was basically trying to promote the flash with the ring and everything uh, he's trying to promote yeah. a movie with he's his social movie. he's kind of a bizarre kid yeah and i you 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 gave it to me with the caption you know ezra miller's cuckoo and i'm like <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah really totally all right and uh then james gunn came out this week and made and made an announcement which again he had alluded to um so the, the long history behind uh, James Gunn and the Guardians of the Galaxy, he made the first two movies, and then he, he had gotten into some trouble for some things that he posted on social media like 15 years ago. Some, I can't remember, was it anti-Semitic comments, or it was... Uh, some poor poor tasted jokes, I think. Yeah, I think yeah. he made some, made some bad jokes on social media yeah. like a long time ago. Well, he ended up getting More fired. More than 20 years ago. Right, he ended up getting yeah. fired from Marvel. DC picked him up, and that's when he did the Suicide Squad. Well, then he was brought back to Marvel... Brought back on, and that's why Guardians of the Galaxy three was delayed like four years, right? Yeah. He um, wrote it years oh, ago. Oh, the script's been wrote, yeah. written for a long time. Well, before he even left, he had mentioned to us that uh, the third installment of of this this series was going to be the last time we saw this cast of characters in this version of the Guardians of the Galaxy, right? Together, yeah. So we knew something was going to happen, either to break them up or potentially some being killed or whatever. We don't know. Well, he came out this week and confirmed that. That, yes, this will be the last time you see these Guardians of the Galaxy together. Oh, so sad. And he also confirmed that it's going to be a very dark and dark. very tragic oh. um, a movie. And we're like, whoa, what's that going? Well, there's also been some rumors. Uh, the individual who plays Muren on um, the Peacemaker series was cast as a character in Guardians of the Galaxy right. 3. And now the rumor is that he is going to be playing the High Evolutionary, who is a, a character from the comic books, who is likely going to be the main villain of that movie, potentially with some ties to how Rocket Raccoon was created. Right. In, okay. But that's not his and history. we know we're going to get Adam Warlock in that movie. Right. And I guess now the theory is that um, potentially the High Evolutionary is the one who is in charge of the Sovereign. And he's the one who you know created them and, and helps them you know, make new sovereign and, and help create Adam Warlock. So maybe he has a big part of that, that storyline. Um, very, he has a long history in the comic books, you know, responsible for the creation of the, 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 the U-Men, which are kind of these super powered animal based, you know, characters. Like he evolved like a wolf and a bear and, and a dog. And, a, and now they, he, they had like super, well, didn't rocket raccoon have like a romantic with a otter or something like that? <laughs> I don't know. Was it in something. the comics? Something like that. Something. Yeah. But it, and it, that'd and, be fascinating to see, you know, and, and his base of operations uh, on earth was a place called Wondergore mountain, which is where Wanda and, and Quicksilver are from. And they, like their mother Magda, Left them there on Wondergore Mountain. They were raised there by by this this cow, evolved cow. That you know, it's it's crazy. So um, anyway, we'll see where they're going with that character. But it, that would be a really good villain for them to, to introduce into the MCU. Yeah, so. I, I it just makes me sad because 
you know, you can kill off, and they're, and they're gonna. I think Drax is gone. I think they'll kill off a lot of characters, um, uh, big characters. Have you heard I, that? Have you heard that from your buddy, Tiny? Yeah, <laughs> Big Dave Batista. Uh, no, I haven't. But I have a feeling that he's done. His contract's over um, after this movie. So, and there's there's no rumors of him resigning. So I think he's done. I just, oh man, if they kill off Peter Quill. Yeah, Chris Pratt's the one Chris that I Pratt think. Chris Pratt is just such a great actor, and he's plays that role so well. I would hate for them to kill him off and not be able to have the ability to bring him back later as a cameo or something. Um, but we do know we're going to get a new uh, group, a new a Guardians, new team. a yeah, new and, team. And it would be logical if if Adam Warlock were to lead that team, right? I mean, that that's a hero that they could introduce into the MCU that would be somebody worthy of leading in the next version of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, and James Gunn has already nailed down the soundtrack, which is huge. I mean, uh, huge. And I, I made a comment on Twitter about uh, the soundtrack and how important the music is to set the tone and create emotion for the audience that's watching the movie. And somebody was like, a newsflash, yeah, they pick the soundtrack out and then they write the, mu- uh, the, the movie around it. Well, newsflash, that's not how it happens. He writes the movie and then picks several songs that would fit certain scenes and then he narrows it down and actually finalizes the soundtrack. So he's already got the script and the tone of the movie set and then he picks the music to fit within that and enhance it. So that's how that happens. Yeah, I'm, I'm concerned about Gamora as well. We know the version of Gamora that is, is around now. Is, She's a is, smoke show, but she can go. Yeah, she well, she's not the original one that fell in love with Peter Quill, who was killed by Thanos in uh, right. in Infinity War. Right. But it's the one that was from a few years earlier, who had not yet met Peter Quill, and then kicked him in the nuts a couple times in Endgame. <laughs> it was it was pretty funny, but yeah, I mean, and we know Zo- Zoe Zolanda is going to be. Um, heavily involved and active with the avatar sequels that are yeah. going to be coming out of the next several years. So maybe this is time for her to leave this franchise as well. So. I know I said it last show, but I'm going to say it again. Avatar two will do Spider-Man no way home numbers. It's going to be massive. It's going to be huge. I think people are so looking forward to the sequel for that. And you had said last show that he's doing two, three, four. Yeah. He filmed them back to back, right? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, and well, you know, and we've got plenty of reshoots and all those other things, but uh, um, yeah, I think it's going to be uh, who's the guy who did uh, the Lord of the Rings movie, Peter, um, um, Peter Cameron. Oh, wait, yeah, I can't who remember. does um, Avatar? Oh, James Cameron. James Cameron. But the guy who did Lord of the Rings, um, Peter Jackson. Peter Jackson. He filmed all three Lord of the Rings movies back to back, and then they released them every two years. There's something right? to be said about yeah. that. The, the The actors don't really change over time, you know. But you don't. They don't have to worry about aging, and right. you don't have to worry about yeah, exactly. And then you can kind of keep them in Sets the same are already location. Built the continuity, yeah. the the outfits, the costumes are. Yeah, already... he had them in New Zealand for like you know uh, two straight years to film basically three movies, and then release them you know over a six Not year. Bad work if you can get it yeah no no it really is um all right so one other thing i wanted to mention we we did see uh and this kind of gets back to our our episode last week and what we've talked about in spider-man um there have been rumors that disney is in the process of you know planning the early planning stages for a revival of the daredevil series on disney plus which would be awesome with charlie cox which would be awesome again we have some theories that he may show up in she hulk he may show up in the echo series he'll but, definitely show up in she hulk right but um hey we'd love to see him come back and we'd yeah. love to see another daredevil series he's our guy right uh that being said 
Daredevil, the Netflix series, has now trended again. It's now in the top of, of the rankings on Netflix again. So people are going back to watch this again. And um, I, I thought about this, Titanium. You know, we're going to have some topics to fill over the next several weeks. I think we're going to take those individual Netflix series and review them for our audience over, a the, whole? over the next several weeks. Oh, I like that. Yeah. So, like, next week we'll do, like, Daredevil season one, two, and Just three. Just came up with it. That's a great right. idea. Yeah, there's a couple of shows right there. Yeah, right? so we'll do Daredevil next week, and then maybe we'll do The Punisher. Maybe we'll do, you know, Jessica Jones. And we'll, we'll uh, just kind of... What are we not going to do? We're going we're gonna to do it. No, yeah. come on. Yeah, we'll talk about Iron Fist. Uh, you know right. I hate that guy. No, okay, to, I, to, I hate's a strong word. You, I don't hate anybody. You might have to rewatch it just so you can kind oh, of re-familiarize. that's not going to happen. <laughs> I'm just going to look at your show notes. I'm not re-watching that show. Yeah, but maybe we'll do that over the next several weeks. I, I do think they're worth... Some of them especially are worth watching again, and... um. Again, as I said, you know the Daredevil series was definitely Daredevil the best of sure. all of them. Yeah, all three seasons were incredible. Um, Jessica Jones was great too. Huh? Yeah. Now that I'm looking forward to. If we're going to do some shows about that, I will yeah. rewatch those two series. Yeah, that that especially the first season with uh, oh. the Purple Man. Oh, uh, yeah, that was awesome. that was great. That was great. So we'll, we'll maybe we'll talk about that the next several weeks. All right. Well, let's get into our topic of the week this week, and we actually have some uh, friends of ours here today um, watching us record our show, and and. Uh, they came to us and said, hey, you know what? We're thinking about starting a podcast. And you two knuckleheads kind of have done this for a little over a year. And if you can do it, anybody can do it. We're like, well, no shit. Well, um, knuckleheads, That's I think they use stronger words than knuckleheads. Yeah, well, it's a <laughs> PG-13 show here, right? So, um, <laughs> Not with my potty mouth. <laughs> but we were like, hey, you know, happy to show you what we've done. You know, we've been doing this for a little over a year now and, and uh, been pretty consistent week over week. Uh, we'll, we'll give you kind of some tips and some hints, but I said, Hey, you know what? Let's make it a topic of the week. You know, for anybody out there that's thinking about doing a podcast or wants to start a podcast or thinks they have a really good idea for one and they're just not sure how to get started. Hey, we'll kind of give you our yeah. experience and kind of talk about a little what off we topic, did. but it kind of is topic because that's what we do, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, look, we are a comic book media, uh, podcast, but you know what? We're, we're a podcast and I think, you know, sharing some of our experiences to our audience, it may be helpful for the people that are listening um, in case they want to do this sometime in the future. And it may be helpful for anybody who's not a fan of superhero, you know, comic book media and just wants to get some advice from people that have done this before. I mean, we're happy to kind of share what we know. I mean, and, what's and we're by we... no means experts, but we've right, got no. some experience. No, no way. Yeah. Yeah. And it's brought to you by Studio GG Studios. Corn on the Cob, the man band. Love those bastards down there in South Carolina. Thank you so much for all the work you do for us. We really appreciate it. And, and I think that that's a, an important you know, mentioning them as our, our ongoing sponsor, I think it's important. They've been incredibly helpful with, you know, our success. I mean, they did so much for us early on to help get us started. I mean, yeah. they created our theme song. They did some graphics for yep. us, um, you know, provided us all kinds of, you know, promotion and support. So Studio G, we could not have started this without you. And thank you for what you did for us. Um, and I think it's important to have people like that um, to help you get going, right? So that's, you know, one key. But we'll kind of go through some different um, things here. We'll, we'll just kind of talk through some of the, the things we learned over the few of the last year, you know, when we kind of started this whole process. Um, my, my first piece of advice is do it for the right reasons. Um, if you're going into this thinking, I want to become famous, I want people to know I who I am. I want to be the am. next Joe Rogan. Right. I want to become the biggest whatever kind of podcast there is on this particular subject. Um, I want to, you know, make tons of money. I think those aspirations, while they could come true, they shouldn't be the reason you start this process, right? You know, you and I started this uh, over a year ago because 
we did this anyway. We yeah. would sit down and talk about this stuff for hours. Yeah. Anytime we got together, we're like, you know what? Let's just get together once a week and talk about comic book media and record it. And if people out there enjoy uh, our banter and want to hear about our thoughts about things, fantastic. But we're doing it because we do it anyway. Yeah, yeah. And we're just recording it and yeah. sharing it with people. Yeah, we yeah, absolutely. If we didn't get together once a week, the the nerd level in me would get build up and I'd, I'd explode. <laughs> so but yeah, it's a good outlet. Yeah, and, and again, it's something we enjoy doing. And again, if you're doing it because you enjoy it, it's something that's fun. I mean, you know, we like hanging out with each other. We like talking about this stuff. It makes us excited to yeah. kind of get into new things and, and hear what each of us thinks about these things. And you know, that's the reason why we do the show. We're not doing it for money. We're not doing it for fame. We're not doing it for notoriety. We do it because we love it. And I think that's the biggest goal to start out with. Right? Yeah, my, my advice would be um, don't pay attention to the forest ahead of you. Just look at that first step you need to take to get through the forest, you, you know, just take it one step at a time and, and, and take that first step. Like the most important thing was to do it, to right. do something to move forward. So, you know, the equipment and the, the software and all that, it, it becomes overwhelming. If you look at it as a whole, just take that first step. And then after the first step, take the next step. And before you know it, you're, you're walking through the forest and you're in it. Well, it, it took us probably a month to get going because we yeah. discussed it and we had some ideas and then we're like, okay, if we really want to do this, we're going to do it right. Well, what do we need to do to do it? And so we had to do some research and we had to, there's a lot of things you do have to do to get ready. I had to bribe but, my wife to set up a studio in the basement. That was an expensive bribe. I mean, she went shopping for several things uh, in order for us to be able to set up the studio and take up her space. I mean, we're in the wrapping station, the gift wrapping station now. I mean, sorry. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, you know, actually, we should come up with a nickname for this, right? We should, we should call it the... Uh, the oh, quiver? No. I, did you I know, see, yes. Isn't that cool? But, but I did have a name. I think we should call it the vault, because if we're going to store titanium somewhere, we got to put it in a vault. So nice. this is, we'll just call our studios called the vault. Okay. I was thinking the lab, because the professor, that's well, where he does his best work. How about the, the, the vault laboratory? I like it. All right. That's it. So that's the name We're, of our this studio. Is our studio, the Vault Laboratory. Um, but yeah, so have clear goals and expectations, really realistic expectations. And again, do it for the right reasons. That's my biggest advice there. Um, but you should develop a concept, a format, and a structure and try to stick to that. You know, we've really had the same structure for our show um, for the entire year that we've been doing it. Um, you know, we talk about re review new content, we do news, and then we do a topic of the week. And we have a structure that we, you know, you're familiar with, yep. our audience is familiar with, they know what to expect. Um, I think it's important to have that format and structure. And you can vary and, and you we know, tweaked it a little bit. Yeah. We, we used to go over sponsors in the very beginning, and it was like the first 10 minutes of the show was talking about our sponsors and how great they were and, and how, what they meant to us and things like that. People now, were hitting like the fast forward button on the, on the podcast. <laughs> Like, we don't want to hear about this. Or just week. clicking out. They were coming right. in like, oh, here we go again. Right. But, I, you know, and I think, you know, but having that format and structure and being consistent, your audience knows what to expect. Right. So, um, but come up with that. And, and you know, you can deviate from that at times. And we have, you know, when we've had to do certain things, like, you know, we did a special episode just to review the Spider-Man trailer. And we did a special episode, you know, when we, Shang -Chi, the when first we did reaction. our first reactions to the Shang-Chi movie or whatever. You know, you can deviate from it at times, but... I think on the week, if you're going to do this weekly or biweekly or monthly or whatever you're going to do it, 
just be consistent because then your audience knows when they tune in, here's what they can expect. Right. And I think that that's really important. Yeah. Um, and we were, we're telling them earlier, the good news is with the internet, everything you need to get started is available online. There are enormous amounts of resources out there available to you. There's plenty of companies that will be happy to help you figure out how to start a podcast because they want you to host it with them. Right. And so that's part of it. We used actually, I I learned a lot about this from a, from a website called Buzzsprout and Buzzsprout happens to be a podcast hosting company and they're, they're they're on YouTube, right? They're on YouTube. They have a website, but they'll show you everything. Here's the equipment you need to buy. Here's what you need to do. Here's all the things you have to set up. And if you'd like us to host your podcast, you can do it here too. (laughs) You know, of course they have some reasons behind the way, what they're doing, but they have videos that kind of show you all of this stuff. Um, but there's plenty of them out there. Look, you can look anything up on YouTube now, but use your online resources. They're out there. You'll learn a lot of things and you get different pieces of advice from different places, but take what you feel is comfortable to you and just do that. I mean, that's kind of like the easiest thing. But again, the good news is the resources are out there. Yep. Um, And then uh, there's all kinds of equipment you're going to need. The good news is it's, easily and readily available you can order it on amazon you can go down to micro center and pick it up you can pick it up at best buy i mean almost all of them now have microphones and mixing boards and and ring lights and all kinds of other stuff for you to set up this this equipment and, and i will tell you this and you'll see this uh in margo you you will see this in in some of the videos that you watch you know there are 500 dollars mics and then these mics are 80 bucks and they put out a great sound, and they, I can't tell the difference. We're not doing any voice changes, or we're not, you know, kind of tweaking our voice levels at all on these mics. So they, they're great just for a startup podcast. So, yeah, I think that's a good piece of advice. You don't need to get the best of something, right. you just need to get something that satisfies or suits your needs again you know we bought a a mixing board here which is very important Um, it it not only is where our microphones plug into but our headphones come out of it goes into our computer it separates the different audio files between your microphone and my microphone so that you can use those when you're doing your uh, your editing of the the recording Um, there's different setups you know do you want to have two microphones do you want to have four microphones do you want to have eight microphones and i think at some point in time we've talked about having a third microphone so we may have to change that but those are things you can evolve over time. This was quick and easy for us to get set up and use, and it was plug and play for the most part. We didn't no really have to do yep. a lot with that, so that was really easy. Again, the microphones we ordered off of Amazon, and we got the boom mics and got the the pop filters and everything. It's it's really easy, and we're, we're happy to to share what we have. But um, something you can do very quickly and easily, and, and not too expensive. Again, don't break the bank on this stuff because you don't need to. Yeah, yeah, really, you don't. Great mic for eighty bucks instead of you know five hundred. Say the the mics are incredible. Um, what you can get these days, but you know we're not doing high end music videos or uh, music yet. recordings yet. Well, you've you know. yet to break out the guitar, but right, he's, right. he's got a great singing voice. I don't know yeah, if people right. know this. Scratch golfer and a great singing voice. Yeah. Look at you. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, and then uh, you, you do need to choose an editing software. I know Titanium edits our podcast every week using GarageBand. Hey, it's free. It's easily available. It's intuitive, pretty quick and easy to learn. And there's a million videos out there on YouTube teaching you how to use it and maximize you know your use of it and what you if you were trying to do something special um that's what titanium uses but there's others out there and you no know, do some research find something that you're comfortable with yep. um again like anything else the more times you use it the better you get at it i know when titanium first started this 
it took them, you know, hours to figure out how to do things. And now it's like, you know, you've got it down to a science every yeah. week, right? Yep. All right. So, um, you know, but just pick one and, and you can figure it out from there. Um, you will need to find a hosting provider for your podcast. And one of the things that these hosts, you, you don't, uh, what I'll say is you don't need one, <laughs> but they facilitate what you need to do to get your podcast out. So um, podcasts are frankly um, published uh, using a unique URL um, that's that everybody can pick up and use to kind of get your podcast. And you don't need a hosting provider to, to host your podcast. But if you don't use one, you got you know there's all kinds of things you have to do instead. But these hosting providers are somewhat they can be free, they can be right. inexpensive, they can be expensive. The question is, how many podcasts do you want to host? How long do you want your podcast to be? Um, the great thing that every one of these uh, providers do is they help publish your podcast to all of the different um, app, apps and sites that will your podcast can be found on. So Apple Podcasts, Google, um, Spotify, Audacity. I mean, you can find these podcasts everywhere. And these hosting providers not only will store and host your podcast, but they'll help get it out to all the content providers that people are going to use to consume your podcast. Right. And that's really important. And you know what I'd say is, you're going to have to pay a little bit of money if you want to get a little bit better service. And that's like with anything. Anything that's given to you for free is given to you for free for a reason. It's because it's not going to be the best, but it'll be okay. But you know what? If you need a little bit more, you're probably going to have to pay a little bit for it. We use a, a company called Simplecast. Um, I find their interface very easy to use and very intuitive. Great um, analytics. We see where the podcast being downloaded, from what source. Uh, what area of the country uh, our listeners are at. So it's it's got great analytics. Yeah, and, and that's another great thing. They give you a website. And so now your podcast yeah. has its own website that you can point your you know URL to and people can come there and find your podcast and all of your episodes. They can subscribe there using whatever app they want. Um, they make it easy for us. And so that's what we use. But again, there's a million of them out there. Some are better than others, and and you know you know go ahead and find who who fits your needs uh, from a cost and from a capabilities perspective. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yep. Um, the next thing is, uh, you know, build your brand. Um, you're going to have to go out and, uh, you know, create an identity. And so when we were choosing super talk as the name of our podcast, you know, like, well, let's find, is there another show called super talk? Is there, you know, can we get the domain name? Can we find the YouTube page and get Twitter and Instagram and all these other things? And you're going to want to create the social media properties for your show in advance of you starting the show because you want to have those properties available to promote yourself. Yeah. And so build that brand in advance, create all those properties well in advance of you starting the project so that they're there when you need them. Yeah. And it's a great way to, it's like uh, having several doors into your studio where people can come in through those certain doors and, and contact you and interact with your with your podcast. So yeah. yeah. And you know, it's, it's a great way to, you know, notify people like Twitter we use to notify people about what we're doing, but also kind of comment and be part of the community. You know, we, we want to consider ourselves as part of the, the comic book media community out there. And there's several, you know, companies and people that do what we do, but we'd like to participate in that. And you yeah. can use, do that through, through Twitter and through Instagram and, and you can create TikTok videos and all kinds of other things to help promote yourself. But having that brand out there kind of gets you out there in social media at least people can become aware of you that way too yeah, got to be on social media right and certain people consume things very differently right some people use instagram every day i know my wife spends hours on tiktok every day you know it's like some people consume things very differently so try to get your your brand out as as broadly as you can because some people may find you in different places 
I've learned so much on TikTok. I'm a little addicted to I've TikTok. I've never used it. Wait, you shouldn't. You shouldn't. No, because I hear it's literally it's addicting. It's addicting. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love TikTok, and I, I see a lot of superhero geek stuff on TikTok that I, I really enjoy. But, you know, that's just And me. we need, I mean, my daughter will tell you tell you that we need to become more active on TikTok. We She's do. like, I'll do your TikTok channel. I'm like, okay, you've got it. So maybe maybe we'll, maybe Super Talk will start doing some TikTok We posted stuff. a couple of, Titanium Tony posted a couple of things on TikTok and got over 700, 800 views on a couple of them. It's very popular. I think if we started doing TikTok, we'd... Uh, we take off we, on We it. might become too famous at that point in time. Who wants that? No, I mean, yeah, I don't want a that, private jet. You don't want people, you know, flying drones over your house and seeing what you're up to. If, if, if at one point I get a robe with the Super Talk podcast logo on it, I'm done. I'm just going to quit. I'm going to fold it all up. If I get a robe, a robe. that's it. That is, that's my level of success. A robe. Um. So the next piece of advice I would say is once you get started or even right before you get started, promote yourself. I mean, let people know what you're doing. Um, you know, talk to your friends, talk to your family, talk to coworkers, um, you know, give people an idea of what you're up to and say, hey, you know what? We'd love your support and we'd love your help, you know, getting the word out. And you know what? There are probably many people I've never met or never seen in my life that listen to our show every week. Yeah. And it's because other people we know have told them about it. Or titanium just popped in somewhere and handed somebody a sticker and said, hey, check us yeah. out. And you know what? That is an incredibly, I think, humbling experience that what we do, somebody finds value in every week and wants to listen. I, I'm very flattered by that. And I'm happy for it. You know, if yeah. what if what we do entertains somebody for an hour one every person. week. Right. If we can get one person entertained for the week, it's a, it's a win for us. But, you know, Titanium does an enormous amount of work every week, you know, promoting the show on Reddit, um, getting the word out there. And, and, you know, YouTube has been fantastic for us. The support yeah. we've gotten on YouTube and we've gotten people exposed to our show through just the YouTube algorithm that's, you know, showing our video in front of people that have liked other similar yeah. videos. And it's cool. Um but yeah, I mean, you know, get, you know, promote yourself. And, and, you know, we, I'd say the first 50 subscribers we got were friends and family. And, you know, just because they subscribed to us, other people found out about us, you yeah. know? And so, you know, do some work to promote yourself, at least up front. Uh, I'm sure we could do a lot more things to promote ourselves even more, but you know what, again, that's not, we do have children yeah, and wives and lives. Oh, by the way, we also have jobs. <laughs> this is not our full-time this job. This is not our full-time job. Um, the, the other thing, the piece of advice I'll mention is, is be consistent, um, pick a Great schedule advice. and stick to it. You know, we, when we started this venture, we said, Hey, we, we think we can do this every week. And as much as it's sometimes challenging with what's going on in our lives, whether vacation. it's vacation and travel and, and family obligations and other things that are going on, we always try to make sure we record every week and sometimes we'll do it Saturday sometimes we do it Sunday sometimes we do it Monday night or you know Tuesday night whatever but we we know that our audience we we've heard this from our audience that people are expecting content from us and when we don't deliver it they're like what's going on um but pick a schedule and stick to it right so whether as best you can we yeah weekly bi-weekly monthly because what happens is if you do it on a on a on a, on a frequent interval and then all of a sudden you stop and then you come back People will forget about you or they'll be like, oh, I wasn't even looking for it because I didn't know it was going to be there. Where have you yeah. been for a month? Right. Um, so I think that consistency says a lot. So 
pick one that works for you. And sometimes monthly is fine. Yeah, absolutely. If once a month is great, then everybody goes, hey, great. The next episode is going to come out the first of the first week of the month every month. I'm fantastic with yeah, it. Yeah. You know, I get to look forward to that. Yeah. And you uh, can always throw an episode in there if something's happening. Sure. Or if you're getting a lot of questions about a certain uh, subject, uh, you know, and, and you want to add a show, you can do that on the fly. Yeah. And, and you know, some of the most successful YouTubers out there um, publish something every day some do it you know every other day some do it you know three times Multiple a week times right a um you know they're just consistent so they know if i subscribe to this channel i'm going to get constant content that i can consume might not watch it all but at right. least i know it's there and there's yeah. something new for me to see and watch right. yeah. and, but i you know that does come with some pressure and i'd said be careful about that whatever interval you pick yeah. make sure you can commit to, to it, it yeah. right because um, you know, sometimes it does become, you know, challenging for us. We're like, well, what are we going to talk about this week? Well, we're creative enough that we can do that, but, uh, you don't ever want to feel like you have to put out an episode, even though you have nothing to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. Right? You don't yeah. want that. Um, the last piece of advice I'll give you is just start recording and have fun. Yeah. Uh, when Titanium and I first started this, you know, we were nervous. We weren't sure how it was going to go. And we kind of just said, well, let's just sit down to the microphones and start recording. We had a, had a plot. We had, you know, a timeline and an agenda that were things we wanted to get through. And it just, again, just like, thankfully, the way he and I are, you know, normally during uh, social engagements, we just sat down and started talking. And then an hour later, the show was over. We're like, well, that was easy. Yeah, that was fun. But you'll find out that, you know, the people listen to you because they enjoy the way you guys engage and interact. They enjoy the banter back and forth. They kind of get to know you a little bit. And I think that that's just do it, you know, just record. Yeah. Either that or the nerds living in their parents' basement and they got nothing better to do, which is what I hope is happening out there, which might be happening. But yeah, we appreciate it. And we love all of our fans, the people that listen and, and it, it's been a great experience, but we, we only had two rules. One rule was we're never going to take ourselves too serious. And, and number two was always have fun. It, as soon as it becomes not fun, it becomes like this weight on our shoulders. If this was ever considered work or some obligation, they were like, oh, i got to go record the podcast again this uh, again, week. Again, a release for me. The but you and I probably are, have always said, this is something we look forward to every week. Oh, no question. I, I enjoy this. When we get together every week, it's like, hey, i got to go record the podcast. It's not like... Oh, I gotta go record yeah, the podcast. No. no, it's like we enjoy doing this oh, every it's, week. It's, yeah. it's putting editing the the YouTube show and putting that together together is therapeutic for me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but I mean that's and and again, writing up the show notes and publishing the podcast and it's work. But you know what? It doesn't take that long. And you know, I don't dislike it at all. You know, it's no, fine. It's fun. You know, it, and it and you know when you hit the submit button and or publish button and you know things are going out to the internet, you're like, wow, okay, that's kind of cool. All right, that's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. So. Hopefully that helps, you know, you guys can figure it out. But uh, again, just eventually, you know, heck, we're now 55 weeks in. And I, I don't think you and I ever thought we would last this long, let, let alone we would enjoy it for this long. And hopefully, you know, three or four or five years from now, we're still doing it. And we're hopefully we're laughing about God it. God right? willing. God willing. Right. Exactly. Uh, but, you know, hey, it's it's been great. And we're going to keep doing it as long as you, the audience out there, YouTube and, and our podcast followers continue to subscribe. We'll keep putting content out. Right. So that's it. Great show, Professor. Let's ring the bell. School's over. Let's do it. Well, that's it for us this week. We'll be back next week for more Super Talk. To get in touch with us on social media, hit us up via email, supertalkpodcast at outlook.com or at supertalkpod on Twitter. Until then, stay super, everyone. 